I don't mind, said Laura, smiling back at him. She could have been more eloquent, but she dared not. Bernard's moods required delicate handling. He's a cool hand anyhow to write like that to a woman about her husband. But Lawrence always was a cool hand. I remember the turn-up we had in the Ferengay woods when I was twelve and he was fourteen. He nearly murdered me. But I paid him out, said Bernard in a glow of pleasurable reminiscence. He was too heavy for me. Old Andrew Hyde came and dragged him off. But I marked him, he was banished from his mother's drawing room for a week not that he minded that much. Aunt Helen was a pretty woman. Gertrude and I never could think why she married Uncle Andrew, but I believe they got on all right, though she was a big handsome woman a clouds all over while old Andrew looked like any little scrub out of Houndsditch. Never can tell why people marry each other, can you? Bernard was becoming philosophical. I suppose if you go to the bottom it's nature that takes them by the scruff of the neck and gives them a gentle shove and says more babies, please. She doesn't always bring it off though, witness you and me, my love, but I say, Laura, I like the way you handed over that letter. Thought it would do me good, didn't you? Look here, I can't have my character taken away behind my back. You tell him to come and judge for himself. You'll get very tired of him, Burns, said Laura doubtfully. You always say you get sick of people in twenty-four hours, and I can't take him entirely off your hands you'll have to do your share of entertaining him. He's your cousin, not mine, and it'll be you he comes to see. I shan't see any more of him than I want to, my dear, on that you may depend, said Bernard with easy emphasis. If he invites himself he'll have to put with what he can get. But I can stand a good deal of him. Regimental shop is always amusing, and Lawrence will know heaps of fellows I used to know, and tell me what's become of them all. Besides, I'm sick to death of the local gang and Lawrence will be a change. He's got more brains than Jack Bendish, and from the style of his letter he can't be so much like a curate as Val is. Val Stafford was agent for the One Hope property. Oh, by George. What's the matter? Bernard threw back his head and grinned broadly with half-shut eyes. Ha ha. By gad, that's funny that's very funny. Why, Val knows him. Knows Lawrence? I never heard Val mention his name. No, my love but one can't get Val to open his lips on that subject. Lawrence and I were in the same battalion. He was there when Val got his ribbon. Really? That will be nice for Val, meeting him again. Oh rather, said Bernard Claus. On my word it's a shame and I've half a mind. No, let him come, let him come and be damned to the pair of them. Straighten me out, will you? He was liable like most paralytics to mechanical jerks and convulsions which drove him mad with impatience. Laura drew down the helplessly twitching knee and ran one firm hand over him from thigh to ankle. Her touch had a mesmeric effect on his nerves when he could endure it, but nine times out of ten he struck it away. He did so now. Go to the devil. How often have I told you not to paw me about? I wish you'd do as you're told.
What do you call him Lawrence for? I always did. But I'll call him Captain Hyde if you like. Mister, you mean, he's probably dropped the captain. He was only a temporary. For all that, he has stuck to his prefix, said Laura smiling. Lucian chaffed him about it. But Lawrence was always rather a baby in some ways, clocked socks to match his ties, and astonishing adventures in jewelry, and so on. Oh yes, I knew him very well indeed when I was a girl. Mr. and Mrs. Hyde were among the last of the old set who kept up with us after father was turned out of his clubs. I've stayed at Farringay. You never told me that. I never thought of telling you. Lawrence hasn't been near us since we came to One Hope, and I don't recollect your ever mentioning his name. You see I tell you now. How old were you when you stayed at Farringay? Twenty-two. Lawrence and I are the same age. And you knew him well, did you? We were great friends, said Mrs. Clowes, tossing a lump of sugar out of the window to a lame jackdaw. She had many such pensioners, alike in a community of misfortune. And, yes, Burns, you're right, we flirted a little only a little, wasn't it natural? It was only for fun, because we were both young, and it was such heavenly weather it was the Easter before war broke out. No, he didn't ask me to marry him. Nothing was farther from his mind. Did he kiss you? Laura slowly and smilingly shook her head. Am I, Yvonne? But you liked the fellow? Oh yes, he was charming. A little too much one of a class, perhaps, there's a strong family likeness, isn't there, between Cambridge undergraduates? But he was more cultivated than a good many of his class. We used to go up the river together and read what did one read in the spring of 1914. Macefield, I suppose, or was it Maeterlinck? Rupert Brooks came with the war. Imagine reading Pelia's E.T. Mellicent in a Canadian canoe. It makes one want to be twenty-two again, so young and so delightfully serious. It was hard to run on while the glow faded out of Bernard's face and a cold gloom again came over it, but sad experience had taught Laura that at all costs, under whatever temptation, it was wiser to be frank. It would have been easier for the moment to paint the boy and girl friendship in neutral tints, but if its details came out later, trivial and innocent as they were, the economy of today would cost her dear tomorrow, her own impression was that Klaus had never been jealous of her in his life. But the pretense of jealousy was one of his few diversions. I dare say you do wish you were twenty-two again, he said, delicately setting down his teacup on the tray all his movements, so far as he could control them, were delicate and fastidious. I dare say you would like a chance to play your cards differently. Can't be done, my girl, but what a good fellow I am to ask Lawrence to want hope, ain't I? No one can say I'm not an obliging husband. Lawrence isn't a jumping doll. He's six and thirty and as strong as a horse. You'll have no end of a good time knitting up your severed friendship. Pawn my word, I've a good mind to put him off. I shouldn't care to fall foul of the king's proctor. Will you have another cup of tea before I ring? No, thanks. 
Do I lead you the deuce of a life, Lally? You do now and then, said his wife, smiling with pale lips. It isn't that I'm sensitive for myself, because I know you don't mean a word of it, but I rather hate it for your own sake. It isn't worthy of you, old boy. It's so so ungentlemanly. So it is. But I do it because I'm bored. I am bored, you know. Desperately. He stretched out his hand to her with such haggard, hunted eyes that Laura, reckless, threw herself down by him and kissed the heavy eyelids. Klaus put his arm round her neck, fondling her hair, and for a little while peace, the peace of perfect mutual tenderness, fell on this hard-driven pair. But soon, a great sigh bursting from his breast, Klaus pushed her away, his features settling back into their old harsh lines of savage pain and scorn. Get away. Get up. Do you want Parker to see you through the window? If there's a thing on earth I hate it's a disheveled crying woman. Write to Lawrence. Say I shall be delighted to see him, and that I hope he'll give us at least a week. Stop. Warn him that I shan't be able to see much of him, because of my invalid habits, and that I shall depute you to entertain him. That ought to fetch him if he remembers you when you were twenty-two. Laura was neither disheveled nor in tears, perhaps such scenes were no novelty to her. She leant against the frame of the open window, looking out over the sunlit garden full of flowers, over the wide expanse of turf that sloped down to a wide, shallow river all sparkling in western light, and over airy fields on the other side of it to the roofs of the distant village strung out under a break of woody hill. Are you sure you want him? He used to have a hot temper when he was a young man, and you know, Burns, it would be tiresome if there were any open scandal. Scandal be hanged, said Bernard Claus. You do as you're told. His wife gave an almost imperceptible shrug of the shoulders, as if to disclaim further responsibility. She was breathing rather hurriedly as if she had been running, and her neck was so white that the shadow of her sunlit wisteria threw a faint lilac stain on the warm, fine grain of her skin. And the haggard look returned to Bernard's eyes as he watched her, and with it a wistfulness, a weariness of desire, hungry and barren and sharp as the sea. Laura never saw that hunger in his eyes. If he spared her nothing else he spared her that. You do as I tell you, old girl, his harsh voice had softened again. There won't be any row. Honestly I'd like to have old Lawrence here for a bit, I'm not rotting now. He had almost four years of it almost as long as I had. I'll guarantee it put a mark on him. It scarred us all. It'll amuse me to dine him and Val together, and make them talk shop, our own old shop, and see what the war's done for each of us, three retired veterans, that's what we shall be, putting our legs under the same mahogany, three old comrades in arms. He gave his strange, jarring laugh. Wonder which of us is scarred deepest?